Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Father God, thank you for everybody that has chosen to be here tonight to celebrate Jesus. And I thank you for everybody that you chose to be here tonight. I thank you that everybody listening under the sound of my voice will be blessed. I thank you that everybody that's listening under the sound of my voice will be in a celebratory mood, ready to, ready to celebrate the King of Kings, because this is what it's about on tonight. I came here for a, a special politifier just to honor the King of Kings, and we're going to do that tonight. Thank you for everybody that's on the phone lines, everybody that's on Blog Talk Radio, everybody that's on the podcast, everybody that will be listening through Twitter and through Facebook, and to the replay. Now, let's get right into it for tonight. I pray that this word will bless you. I believe that it will. And for those of you that that's new, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Living Fire. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. I'm excited tonight, so let's get right into it. The foundational text comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. There's Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52 from the Message Bible. It reads as following. Every year, Jesus' parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up, as they always did, for the feast. When it was over and they left for home, the child Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know it. Thinking he was somewhere in the company of pilgrims, they journeyed for a whole day and then began looking for him among relatives and neighbors. When they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. The next day, they found him in the temple, seated among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. The teachers were all quite taken with him, impressed with the sharpness of his answers. But his parents were not impressed. They were upset and hurt. His mother said, young man, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been half out of our minds looking for you. He said, this is Jesus. Jesus said, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I had to be here dealing with the things of my father? But they had no idea what he was talking about. So he went back to Nazareth with them and lived obediently with them. His mother held these things dearly, deep in her. As Jesus matured, growing up in both body and spirit, blessed by both God and people. Blessed by both God and people. Again, that's Luke 2. 41 to 52 from the Message Bible. Here Jesus was a 12-year-old child, and instead of running around playing like most children his age, Jesus was in the temple listening. Jesus was in the temple listening and asking questions. 
twelve years old, Jesus was in the temple preparing himself for the future. At twelve years old, Jesus was in the temple preparing himself for the future. You see, biblically, the number twelve means power. It means government, and it also means bringing about God's kingdom. Remember, the Bible does say that the government will be up on his shoulders. So it makes sense why Jesus would be at the temple, even though he was only 12 years old, because in the future, he would have a lot on his shoulders, because in the future, he would have a lot on his shoulders. For unto us a child is born, the scripture says, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, verse 6 from the NIV. Beloved, what's on your shoulders? What are you attempting to carry? What are you doing now to prepare yourself for the future? Because if things are heavy now, Guess what? It's only going to get heavier as time goes on. And one thing's for sure, you would need wisdom in order to have a successful future. One thing's for sure, you would need wisdom to have a successful future, doing and being whoever it is God has called you to be. If God called you to be a mother or a father, if parenthood is your call, you need wisdom. If God has called you into marriage to be a helpmate, you need wisdom. Or if God has called you to singlehood to remain unmarried like the Apostle Paul, guess what? You still need wisdom. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 8 from the NIV. Side note. This is just a side note. You do know everybody is not the next bride the next groom waiting to get married. You do know that, right? You do know everybody's not going to get married. Everybody's not called to be married. God is not calling everybody to be married. That's a side note. Sure, he said it's not good for man to be alone. He said that in Genesis 2, verse 18 from the NIV. That could mean marriage, or it could mean that you need healthy interaction with people. That could mean marriage, but it also could mean that you need healthy interaction with people and not just be alone all the time. You need someone to help you. Its meaning really just depends on the person. Either way, married or single, married with a helpmate or single, with a group of friends in your life, some people that you can count on, people that will help you not be alone and stay accountable. Either way, you need wisdom. If God has called you to be a restaurant owner, if entrepreneurship is your call, business in any form, you need wisdom. If he's called you to be in ministry and your call is that you're serving him and that you're serving his people. Guess what? You still need wisdom. 
If God has called you to be a teacher in the school system, you need wisdom. Whether you're in the pulpit, a sanitation worker, or the lady in the lunchroom, or somewhere in between, still, whoever you are and whoever you will become, you need wisdom. You need the wisdom of God. And the quickest way to get wisdom is by listening and asking questions, which is what Jesus was doing in the temple. He wasn't just sharing the wisdom he already had and blowing their minds at 12. He wasn't just sharing, but he was listening and asking questions. He was all, he was not just sharing. He was listening and asking questions and gaining additional wisdom. He was gaining additional wisdom by first listening and then following up with questions at 12. At 12, y'all. Jesus was doing more at 12 than some grown men I know. At 12. The title of tonight's message is 12. At 12 years old, Jesus' parents had no idea that he had to be about his father's business. They didn't know. At 12 years old, his parents had no idea that he had to be about his father's business. And, beloved, there are people around you who have no idea what you have been called to. They have no idea what you've been called to. But, love, there are people around you who have no idea what you have been called to. They have no idea why you have been pulling away from them, separating yourself from them. They, they're they still expecting you to show up in the last place they left you, but you're not there. Just like Jesus, the first place Jesus' parents looked for him was among relatives and neighbors, and they didn't find him because he was not there. Because Jesus, Jesus at age 12 understood what 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 much what he understood what most grown folks don't understand, don't understand. At 12 years old, he understood he couldn't afford to waste time hanging out among his relatives or those they considered to be neighbors. At 12 years old, he understood that he couldn't afford to waste time hanging out among his relatives or those they considered to be neighbors. You see, your time is extremely valuable. When there's a call of God on your life, your time is extremely valuable. You can't afford to hang out among some of your relatives. Not all of them, but you can't afford to hang out among some of your relatives. You got to stay focused, and they'll take away your focus. You can't afford to hang out among some of your relatives. Stay focused. Jesus at 12 was extremely focused on being about his father's business. The call was calling him. Jesus was extremely focused on being about his father's business at 12 years old. The call was calling him. Somebody to call is calling you. Put the phone down and pay attention. The way you put the phone down, the way you walked away, just up and disappeared 
it seems, will be upsetting to some. The way you put that phone down, the way you walked away and just up and disappeared, it it will be upsetting to some. But stay focused. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about them. Stay focused on your father's business and not their business. Stay focused on your father's business, the business you've been called to, and not their business. You see, their business is mostly just gossip. Their business, that stuff they're trying to tell you is mostly just gossip. They're trying to pull you into some gossip. But you got to stay focused. Allowing distractions in this season could be costly. Allowing distractions in this season could be costly to your call, costly to your assignment. Jesus' parents being upset with the way he just got up and went missing is understandable, though. Jesus' parents being upset with the way he just got up and went missing is understandable, though, because you got to remember, I thought he was just 12 years old, and no parent in their right mind would be glad if their 12-year-old child suddenly just came up missing. But for you grown people that's listening to me, grown folks, you can do it. You can separate yourself from some people. You can up and leave some people. That's fine for you to do. You're not 12. Some of you 21, some of you 31, some of you 41, 51, and so on. You can do it. And one last thing that I think we can learn from in tonight's foundational text, and from Jesus being 12 is found in Luke chapter 2, verses 49 through 52 from the Message Bible. Jesus said, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I had to be here dealing with the things of my father? But they had no idea what he was talking about. So he went back to Nazareth with them and lived obediently with them. Now, here's what we can learn. Even though Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He went back to Nazareth with them. He went back home with them and lived obediently with them. The text says he lived obediently with them. Beloved, God has placed some people in your life that you still need to submit to, to be obedient to. God has placed some people in your life, some leaders, some spiritual mothers, spiritual fathers, that you need to be obedient to. You need to submit to. Godly obedience doesn't care. You see, godly obedience doesn't care about your age. It doesn't care about who you are or who you are called to be. He still said obedience is better than sacrifice, and his word doesn't change. If anything, we need to change because his word doesn't change. But I promise you, promise you, if you let it, the word will change you. Submit yourself to the word. If you ain't got people to submit yourself to, submit yourself to the word. How about that? That just came up in my spirit. Submit yourself to the word, and the word will change you. Obedience is better than sacrifice. First Samuel 15, verse 22. So Jesus submitted to his parents at age 12 and went back home with them. The next time we hear from Jesus, he's 30 years old and working full-time in his earthly ministry. 
and for the next three years, Jesus' life and ministry would be nothing short of amazing, nothing short of supernatural. To God be the glory. Happy birthday, Jesus. This is day two, celebrating your birthday. I know you didn't ask us to celebrate, but you're so worthy. I had to do it because you're so worthy. Father God, help us to comprehend, receive, and apply the revelations released in tonight's message to our own personal lives. Help us to discern when it is a life lesson and how to go about seeking your wisdom and guidance. Teach us to obey those who are placed in, in an area of authority, both spiritually and naturally. Teach us to ask the right questions of the right person at the right time or the right people at the right time. Give us the zeal to get up and prepare for the future now. Somebody, the future is now. You need to get up and prepare for the future now. In Jesus' name, save the unsaved, Father. Draw them through the loving kindness of those of us serve you, your servants. Jeremiah 31 and 3. May we always be a healthy representation of you to the prodigal sons and daughters that are in need of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I don't open the phone phone lines on Polyphify You anymore because the Holy Spirit said to not put you all on the spot because Polyphify You always deals with real issues. So if you have a, a prayer request, kindly submit it to Polyphify.com. Go to Polyphify.com and submit your prayer request, and I will respond via email. Also, if you feel led to sow tonight, you don't have to. You do not have to, but if you feel led to sow, you can do so by going to the same website I just called out, PolyphiFire.com, or you can access the PayPal by going to PayPal.me slash PolyphiFire, or you can use the Ministries Cash App. It's a dollar symbol. And PolyphiFire, the P in Polyphic is capital, the F in Fire is capital. And this concludes the celebration for tonight. But I will see you all tomorrow night, that's right, Sunday night, for the conclusion of our three-day birthday celebration for Jesus. And just like I did last night, I'm going to close with I Love You by Mary Alyssa, because we love you, Jesus. We love you. And I just want you to open your heart up to him as you listen to this to this song and worship him. Worship him in in, in spirit and in truth, like the scripture said. Give him pure worship tonight as your offering, as your love offering for his birthday, for the fact that he was born. See, some may still still dispute that he wasn't born around this season. Some say he was, some say he wasn't. It don't even matter. I know he was born, and Sukkot feels like a good time to celebrate because some believe that he was born on the first day. Of Sukkot, and I'm going with it. Feels good to me because this is a season of joy. And I get my joy from Jesus. Jesus, you are my joy. I love you. And I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice loves you as well. We're going to close out with this song. Everybody have a good night, an awesome night in the Lord.